0: so, hey, I want to share something with you. Let go and rest in his faith. Um, You know what I would, I would like you to do? I'm not going to do it here. I thought about playing it, but uh, go look up this video on YouTube. It's by John Crowder and Andre Rabe, R-A-B-E. He's a South African pastor. And he's talking about the faith of God. It's so good. It's like 10 minutes. And I was going to play it, but I I just want to, um, man, is that good. You see, faith has always been this thing that I've that I've struggled teaching because I think it's been taught for so so incorrectly. How many guys know that um, faith is the title deed is what Hebrews says, right? Now, but what I was taught is go work yourself into a tizzy, go pray, go fast, go uh, increase, go build, go whatever what, whatever else religious hoop you're going to jump through to try get up to something. And so I finally realize I have the title deed that is not what it's saying he's saying all these old things are types and shadows but now and then you get this if you really had faith it would be now how many you guys heard that yet G- paul in all of his writings and even jesus said listen let patience have its complete work so you'll be without nothing is it now or faith they're getting the verses confused right in fact uh, how many guys know that you thought you had faith but it didn't happen right now stop beating yourself up man right Once I understood it, I was like, wait a minute, they're reading that verse out of context. Hebrews 10 says these were good things to come, but now Jesus has come. So now the new reality is everything's real now. You already have all that title deed. I just need to tell you about it. New Covenant ministers are supposed to tell you what's already true about you, despite you. Amen? And what do we do? We just go, we enter into it. That's really all it is. There's nothing to increase. There's nothing to build, etc. Is faith is the reality that all those old covenant things are types and shadows, but now the reality is you are complete in Christ. Nothing lacking. Blessed with every spiritual gift. Uh, what other Paul's writings? You stand in grace, this favor in which you now stand. Um, you're saints. Amen. You are. You are righteous. You are forgiven. You're all the all those things that they were types and shadows. You now possess those. You own those as a co-heir, a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Does that help you guys? <clears throat> All the promises that used to have conditions, right? And I see a lot of them quoted. Deuteronomy 28. If you diligently hearken to obey the voice of the Lord. Joshua 1, eight: If you pray and meditate and get into the word of God, just be a stud Christian like me. <laughs> I just want to pound guys like that. It's like, Because How many guys have prayed day and night and never missed one thing? Well, then you're out. And I heard these mega pastors going, Joshua 1, this is where we lose people. Dude, the most, some of the most anointed guys I've ever met never pray in tongues, never read their Bible. They just kick butt in Jesus and they're, they're happy. I was like, dude, I want what you got. I'm done with this deal. And so I, I, go, go watch that video. It's so good. And I watched this other video. This is really interesting. Um, I think for so long the Christian church has tried to, it's this cliche thing like, um, you're in the world but not of it. So guys like that won't go watch a fight because somehow a demon's going to jump on them and get tainted and whatever. Uh, who knows? Whatever. Some doorway that, like, dude, no, my doors are shut. And um, nobody showed up with demons till you showed up. So we're we're happy here. Um, go pray over to the house next door and go create a portal there. Whatever. You know, you guys know the weird teaching I've heard, right? And we're creating dysfunctional Christians. We're supposed to be example. Uh, Jesus was the fullness of the Godhead in a body, is what it says. And um, did, he, did, did you ever witness, he said, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right? So how did Jesus treat the sinner? How did he treat the sinner? Loved him unconditionally. Did he give him any requirements? No. Did he ever condemn anybody that came to him, go, Lord, I, I, I don't qualify for anything. Did he ever condemn them? No. What did he do? Man, I didn't come for you to serve me. I came to serve you. And Peter, until you understand that, you'll never partake of me. Man, I have people in the Christian church serving for 2,000 years, and they're not partaking. He served you, guys. We're now, we enter into his inheritance. We just agree with him. Does that make sense? Anyway, <clears throat> how many guys have ever used the Internet? How many you guys are happy you have the Internet? No, no, no. You're of the world, but not in it. You always get ticked off when your internet doesn't work. You good Christians, you. I do. Twana, <laughs> you just, right? You just, yeah, you just have the internet problem, right? Hey, you, yeah, you need to repent. You're supposed to be in the world, but not of it. God, come on, that's brain damage, all that kind of teaching, right? It's, to me, it is. So it's, anyway, so I'm, I'm watching this, this, this documentary. This guy was one of the, he's a Christian guy. He was in Silicon Valley. And uh, how many guys are in the IT world? Who's in the IT world here? Yeah, some of you guys. Um, and he goes, you know what? The easiest people in the world to work with in the IT world were not charismatics. They were not Christians. He goes, because the Christians I worked with, they're trying to, they've got all this guilt consciousness. They're, Lord, did, did I do this right? Did I hear you? Woo-hoo. Ten steps to hear God, and all this weird stuff that you got, right? Um, <clears throat> go back to where you heard him. He goes, it was a bunch of IT guys sitting around. We're in Silicon Valley, and we, we said, you know what would be really cool? It would be really cool um, if we could connect to the internet without wires, this is the introduction of Wi-Fi. And he goes, what was so awesome to me was we all just pulled out a whiteboard, the heathens, the guy, the homosexual in Silicon Valley that the Christian hates. He's up there just jamming and God works through them, gives them words and knowledge. They didn't pray in tongues once in the meeting, he said. And they have this amazing idea of Wi-Fi and they go develop it. And I'm like, that's what's wrong with the church. These guys weren't going, Lord, do I qualify? They just go, you know what? Let's create because we're created in God's image and he, he gave us the ability to dream and to create. Let's just start creating. And He goes, there was not one consciousness of whether they qualified to hear God or not. They just, how many of you guys know if they've developed Wi Fi, they probably heard God better than the tongue talker? Because the tongue talker, and put the whiteboard up and dream, right? I, that's just what I believe. Now, do I get to pray in tongues? Yes, but I, I know whether I'm praying in tongues or watching the Yankees game, he's talking to me nonstop. And I don't just go, see, we, I think we've totally missed Romans where it says, you know what, when we don't know what to pray, how many guys, there's lots of times you don't know what to pray? If you say, see that closely, it says the spirit himself prays through us with groans that we don't know. He's the only guy that never sleeps and slumbers. When we didn't know Jack, you know the good thing to do is, Lord? See, and the charismatics have reduced it to this. That means you're praying in the spirit. No, when I'm sleeping, he's praying. I'm not doing any shonda-longa-longa. I'm just hanging out. The Lord, you even give to your beloved when I go to sleep. I just sleep well. I do. I don't, I just, I lay my head down and I'm gone, man. I'm not trying to pray in tongues, do anything. It, what's edifying to me is that I'm going to, when, when, when I have my glorified body, etc. I'm going to pray in tongues I don't know. That's edifying to me. It's just a picture of, when you're fully get your glorified body, you're going to be just like him. Words and knowledge are bam, 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 tongues. Man, I can speak French all of a sudden, talk to the French guy, and pray the good, wonderful works of Jesus in French. So I'm not worried about just me praying in tongues the guys who've created some of the greatest inventions never prayed in tongues. Well, how's that? Because the charismatics thought it was, this is mine, man. I'm better than you because I got the Spirit and I pray in tongues. Yeah, but he's kicking your butt. I want what they got. Does this make any sense to you guys? <clears throat> and he was going, it's the, the only thing those guys don't have, we've, see, we've got the full kabang, we've got everything. We understand that he just gives us words of knowledge whether we're praying in tongues or not. He gives us everything 24-7, whether we do anything or not. If We just have this reality that I'm a joint heir of Christ. And guess what? And I, have a, I should have no more consciousness of sin. I got the whole thing. See, those guys are still outperforming the Christian with consciousness of sin. And you're trying to tell them they suck because they got this bad lifestyle. And they're just going, dude, as soon as you're relevant, I'll listen to you. And I'm frustrated by it, to be honest with you. I see all the Sundala guys, and they're not doing anything. I'm like, stop and just do something. Am I getting crucified for this, or is this, does this fit with anybody? Where you finally just honest to go? He's not doing this. He's got a pretty cool life. Dude, what are you doing? I just believe God's good. That's what we just sang. Amen? Does that help you guys? I've never seen—see, I just believe this. I believe if I go into the meeting, with, if I'm a business guy and I go meet with Donald Trump, I'm probably not going to fall down praying in tongues. Because he's going to give me medication at that point and escort me out, the secret service. And yet the charismatics think, that's the secret. No, that's, enough said. The gospel is you've got all of it, nothing to do. You can just walk around in this constant anointing knowing that even when I mess up, he's still for me. There's nothing I can do. It's so freeing, guys. It's so freeing. So I just want to read this. <coughs> the faith of God. All right. Man, this is going to get me in trouble, but I like it. Because I finally was like, God, yes, these guys are articulating what I've felt in my heart for so long. So let me just share this with you. Faith is broader than an intellectual art agreement. It is quite mystical. By that, I do not mean intangible or elusive, but it is alive and resonates in your heart. Faith is ultimately a person. That being said, I do plan to demystify faith in this chapter. It's called, it's called the faith of God. The past several years, there's been a tremendous realization of our supernatural inheritance all across the body of Christ. In our own ministry, we have seen most extraordinary display of miracles. This is John Crowder, by the way. And so, he's just crazy. So if some of you guys can't handle his drunken spirit and all that, that's the only thing that, that, that I'm like, that's fine. I don't care if you guys fall down and do that. I just think, I don't think it's necessary. Because Jesus, Jesus, did he have the, did he have the fullness of the spirit without measure? Did he ever fall down drunk in the spirit? Not that I read. In fact, the dude who did, he's like, Here, get up. Get up. Let me fix your ear. Right? Now, I don't care if you fall down in the spirit, but again, I just look at them. I go, Are they going to do that in Silicon Valley and create the next greatest invention that makes billions for the kingdom of God? I don't think so. I think you'd be running around with towels trying to cover them up. You're supposed to get your towel follow me. I don't care if you go do that. I just had enough of it. Because I'm like, Jesus was the baddest dude on the planet and never did anything. And he was the fullness of the spirit. He... You've done the towel. So have I. It's embarrassing. And then afterwards, I'm like, thank God nobody from my hometown saw me. Anyway, There's nothing strange about this. See, I want us to, man, I want the body of Christ to, I want, this is the ultimate, see we're supposed to be living epistles, is what it says. Living epistles means people look at you and they go, something's different about you. I know there's something different about me, I know, you don't have to do me, I'm just, I'm kinda weird anyway, but life kinda works for me, is what I'm trying to tell you, right? And it's fun, and it's fun and I can't explain it. And you just kinda go, wow Lord, I just somehow believe you kind of like this screwed up kid who detasseled corn. Right? I listened to rock music and the demon didn't jump on me and create a door. fact, like I tell my kids, I go, you want to be a good musician, you got to listen to those guys because the Christians are all over there humming their harp. I'm like, listen to those guys. They're the greats. Amen? And the only thing they don't know is they're righteous. That's what we need to share with these guys. I go, man, you got this amazing... Some of you guys, we heard that Michael Jackson tune. (coughs) Is is Greg still here? (laughs) No, I don't know if he's still here. I was like, bro, we listen to Michael Jackson and stuff here. We're not real religious. So um, he's like, dude, I love it. I wouldn't come worship for you if you were anything else. So anyway, thank you, Greg. All right. Nothing about this is strange. See, I just think we should be full-on supernatural, but not weird. I just think you walk around, and I'm going to show you how simple this thing is. Nothing strange about it. Supernatural Christianity is the normative Christianity. It's the only kind over the past several decades, through the Word of Faith movement, the prophetic movement, and all sorts of charismatic renewal streams, I love the word that he says that, In various dominations. I've seen people in streams their whole life, and I go, dude, you just need to dry off and be normal. <laughs> faith has been rightly emphasized as bearing supernatural substance. It's not merely an intellectual ascent, but a regenerative response in the heart that bears outward proof. There's been a great deal of teaching and forcing the reality that faith is our connector to the glory realm, that all things are possible to those who believe. Now, faith is the substance, is what it says. Faith itself is a concrete substance. It's Jesus Christ. I go, if you've seen Jesus, everything he does, everything he has, how he operates is now yours. Despite you. It's just a reality. You're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Does this make sense to you guys? See, then, then faith just becomes like, really? Cool. I got all that? Yeah. That's it. Concrete substance connected to the divine. What does he say? I've taught this last couple of weeks. He is the vine, we are the branches, and the branches do what? They bear the wine grapes. They bear the fruit, right? And Jesus says, listen, if you abide in me and I abide in you, that's covenant talk, meaning if you realize you're in me, and I'm in you, and my life just supernaturally flows out of you, you have bellies, bellies of living water flowing out of you, you'll realize that everything I have is just yours, and you just walk around enjoying yourself in the kingdom that's it. Isn't that beautiful? We can do nothing without ourselves, yet then they give you 10 steps to get the anointing, 10 steps to hear God. I can't do anything unless he talks to me, right? And I just believe he talks to me nonstop, whether I'm watching Mayweather get beat up by McGregor or not. In fact, I think he enjoys it, actually. He really does. So <clears throat> the Lord is bringing the church corporate into a full and fuller realization of our sonship and true identity in him, his identity is in us. That's what he said. If you abide in me and I abide in you. If, to a Jew, guys, that was heresy. Heresy was like, I, they wanted to kill Jesus because he said, he's my father. And they're like, we don't even dare write Lord. And now you call him your dad? You should die. Right? Right? Because why? Because to the Jew, they're like, the fact that you said your father, that makes you equal with him. Another place in scripture says, Jesus didn't think it was bad to, even though he owned everything, he didn't think it was bad to say he was a co-equal with God. Yet he gave all that. He's, he, he's the only guy that had to get on the cross and lay down his crown. Everybody thinks if, if, <sighs> see, I, God, I don't know where to go with this. Um, the more, who, the more we see who we are and what he's done to bring us into divine union, the less we will preach faith. Hallelujah. The more we just teach what we already have, we don't have to even talk about faith. It's just a reality. Does that make sense to you guys? Let me read one more thing and we'll get into this. And I'll show you how simple this is to, to work. I promise I'll get you out of here 10 minutes. Is that fair? <coughs> Give me, count, count me down. Give me like the five minutes, three, two, one, stop. All right? All right. I used to speak, and that's what they would do. Where's my timer? timer? Yeah, I would always tell them, you don't need a timer, I'll stop. If I go that long, I've screwed up. So anyway, all right, the faith of Christ. Ever since the Reformation, and especially in the past half century, scholars and theologians have come to the overwhelming conclusion that the many verses supposedly about our faith in Jesus Christ should really be translated as the faith of Jesus Christ, right? (coughs) Somehow we've made faith a work again, where faith is this hoop that we have to jump into, yet faith was supposed to be the reality that even though we don't feel anything, even though we don't have a goosebump, even though we didn't fall down laughing ridiculously, we can boldly go into the throne and go, you're my dad. No, no, it's only if your belief is above your unbelief you can walk in. No, that's what some preacher said. You didn't, he didn't say that. He says, you got nothing. Just go boldly into the throne. I've created a new and living way where you can go back into the Father's presence that make sense to you guys so but somehow we go but man i heard this one too faith is the currency of heaven that sucks because it comes right back to you again i wonder if i have enough currency and guys the biggest faith preachers in the world teach that kind of nonsense faith is the title deed not the currency dude you, you gave it for free you don't have to pay anything you know he goes to and fro then some dude stands up and goes, it's my faith. No, you're an idiot. He poured out his spirit on all flesh, man. He go, went to and fro looking for a man. And he could find none. So he goes, I'm going to come myself and do something ridiculous that the world would never know. I love man so much, I'm going to die away. their sin and death. And now they're perfectly unified with me for the rest of their life. That's who he was looking for but can find none of us. Amen. And now we got the intercessors going, I'll take the, the I did this too. I'll take the 2 a.m. shift. So I eh, 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 wake up, alarm. Whose stupid idea was this? Oh, yeah, it was mine. God, because they put that stupid thing around 24 7 prayer. So I'm going. All right, sweetie. Jesus. She's like, you didn't even pray for 60 seconds. I suck at this. I'll never do this again. Whose idea, oh yeah, it was mine. So they're still reading that. They're going, he sought for a man to stand in the hedge. There was only one man who stood in the hedge. Now we get to sleep. He gives to his beloved even when we sleep. See, prayer was the Sabbath. Here's what Jesus said. Was the Sabbath for man or man for the Sabbath? What did he say? This whole rest thing was for you. And then the Jews, you know this better than anybody, bud, is they got all these ridiculous rules where they made the Sabbath a work. And he's going, no, it's supposed to be this joyous thing where you do no menial labor. It's a holy day. That's where we get 4th of July as a holiday. You're not supposed to do anything but celebrate. pray and fast. No, 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 no. You're in the world, but not of it, bro. You don't celebrate. We fast on these days. You internet user, you. <clears throat> How many guys drove your donkey here? Come on, guys. You're in the world, but not of it. How many of you guys think your car is like a blessing? You heathens, you. Don't you know you got to give up everything to go buy that pearl of great price? I love getting that one in the elders' meetings. It's kind of like that parable. Give up everything. Like, dude, you drove a car. Give it to me. I'll take it. Oh, well, he didn't mean everything. No, he said everything know When he says you got to give up everything, who's he talking about? He was the only one in in Revelation that says he was was worth so much. He's the only man that was worth so much that was in exchange for you and I. That's how valuable you are. He was the one who gave up everything to pie the pearl of great price, you and I. He was the one that found this treasure in the earth, you and I. He gave up everything to go buy it. And then we get the teaching, the parable is totally wrong. Give up everything to go buy it. Faith is like this thing. You got to give up everything to get it. Well, give up your car, dude. Give up your clothes. Run around naked like Adam and Eve. See how that falls down in a hurry? Jesus gave up everything, even his clothing. He took our nakedness so we could be fully clothed in righteousness. You guys get this? See, it's a full union, it's full on Jesus Christ, nothing left. Amen? All right. It has always been about his faith, his faithfulness even the righteousness of God which comes through the faith faithfulness of Jesus Christ for all those who believe for there is no distinction Romans 3.22 I'll just read you a couple other ones in whom we Ephesians 3 tells in whom we have boldness and confident access through his faithfulness if if it's translated correctly you may be found in him not having the righteousness of my own derived from the law but that which is through the faith of Christ the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith who is the faithful one that God was looking for? Jesus Christ. Okay, now let me show you how simple this is. How many of you guys know Galatians 5 where it says the works of the flesh are obvious? You're going to be ticked off. uh, You're going to be angry. You're going to murder. You're going to do all these things. Right? Have you ever seen any any Christians when you preach grace that have gnashing of teeth? It's obvious, is what it says. The works of the flesh are going to be obvious. So you preach grace to somebody, man, they love their hell. They love their demons. They love all that stuff. (laughs) They're going to hell. I hate it. I hate that kind of thing. We're not supposed to be talking like that. We're supposed to go, don't you know that God was in Jesus Christ reconciling the world to himself, we have the message of reconciliation. Hey, you sinner, you prostitute, you lady who had an abortion, you guys that are doing all this crazy, don't you know you're still perfect in Christ Jesus? That's the message. That's the only thing that gets them out of the nonsense. Not a sign going abortions are bad. Yes, they are. They're terrible, but God's not upset about it. He's upset about man thinking that it's bad, and that's why the works of the flesh are obvious. They, they take their own child. You, with their stupid thing is not going to change one thing. The gospel is going to change that girl's heart. That's the first time I ever heard the gospel. There's, there's this guy said, you know Bill, right? You know what I'm talking about? He gets up there and goes, ladies, you guys, you ladies, if you've ever had an abortion, I just want you to know God's not mad at you, and Jesus has your baby in heaven waiting for you. He loves you so much. And my guts were ripped out, because I grew up religious around a bunch of guys that, with signs, trying to get the right politician in there to change the law. Man, I'm so thankful we don't have a charismatic in there right now. Praise God. Holy smokes. Because they're not worried. If they're, they... Anyway, that's just me. Because um, it's not Democrat versus Republican. It's truth versus untruth. It's not sides. Does that make sense? The, the Republican is just as bad as the Democrat. I'm not into any of that stuff. I'm really not. I go, I know the only thing that's going to change hearts is the, the gospel. Let's teach that. Amen. And then guess what? Pumped up that we got somebody who understands the gospel and doesn't understand judgment and condemnation. That's just me. So, the Sabbath was for us, right? Everything was for who? Us. So is prayer... See, I I heard this. Um, Man, I probably taught this. I should go back into my old stuff when I was listening to all these guys. Uh, And it's like... um, Nothing happens till man prays. Wait a minute, I just read Romans 5 at communion. It says, thank God when we didn't know Jack. Uh, You see, just at the right time when you guys interceded in prayer and you stood in the gap for the United States of America, Christ moved. Is that what it says? You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Hallelujah, man. Aren't you glad he didn't wait for us? I am. See, prayer, even this, if you really understand the HETO, is he says, listen, now you're, you're in, you can call him father. See, to the Jewish mind, I think we missed this. See, we think surnamed means yelling Jesus at the end of the prayer, right? In fact, I bought it. I bought the whole thing. I bought the package. And the guy teaches yell hard and all your energy at the end, in Jesus' name. <laughs> did you guys know what talked about, the package? <laughs> I'm like, what a waste of money that was. I bought it because I was like, hey, I want this, man. I, I, yeah, I want to operate in the supernatural. I want to do all that stuff. And then I just found out, man, just lay hands on people and tell them they're okay. And God's, God loves them perfectly and he's going to heal them. And then I come back a couple weeks later and go, man, that prayer worked. I go, it did. Cool, it's because I bought the package and I yelled Jesus at the end. Used all my energy to concentrate my energy. It's so stupid to me. It's, listen, I am the branch and he's the vine and his Holy Spirit just flows out of me and he just flows out of you. See, when, when Jesus simply, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. What's a sign? If you're trying to get somewhere and you're looking for the sign, you probably just did this going to Michigan, right? Do you get in an argument over the signs or no? Oh. I put you on the spot, right? <clears throat> we get in an argument over the signs all the time. We get in an argument over those apps. We need to get rid of that stupid app and get Google apps, please. I can't, I can't even understand your thing. <laughs> A sign's supposed to point you to something. You get it? So he says, these signs shall follow them. I believe. What's he pointing to? When we get our glorified body, this is how cool it's going to be. Everybody will be healed. Everybody will pray in tongues. Everybody will will operate in the supernatural. We're going to have the, like Adam again. And guys, guess what? You have it right now based on, if you just believe you already have it. I have the mind of Christ. No, I need to pray in tongues for 10 hours. Then I'll have the mind of Christ. No, you have the mind of Christ is what it says. So I just, in fact, I told Barb this. I go, you know what? When I was, when I was, when I really, when I was young, I would, see, I was the youngest some of you guys know my story. I was young seven kids, very poor family. I was, uh, my mom was just tired by the time I came around. And so she's like, just don't get in too much trouble. Right? So I just lived, man. I didn't have a curfew since I was six years old. And things just worked in my life. And I can just tell you this, this is what's so crazy. I would sit there and just jam out with my headphones on, listening to rock music, etc. No demon ever jumped on me. And I told Barbara, go, man, in my quiet time, kind of what you were talking about, Alan, I'm not trying to hear God. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just resting and enjoying my life. Honestly. And God spoke to me so clearly so many times. And I can just tell you that. Because I was hanging out, not trying to read my Bible, not trying to do anything. I was just in communion with God. Honestly. And he's, he's talking to me as I'm listening to this rock music that you don't let your kids listen to. And I got straight A's since sixth grade. No curfew. No jack. We had uh, what do we call it? Um, something Wednesdays. Uh, I remember. Kind of like Ask Wednesday. We went and drank a lot of beer. <laughs> no, we didn't. It wasn't Ask. No, it was something like Wednesday something. And uh, it was confounding to people because myself and my friend, Troy if you're watching this, buddy. I'm in your corner. Unbelievably, He's going through some tough times. And we, he, I was valedictorian. He was salutatorian. And all the Christian kids couldn't figure it out. We do all this stuff. I go, man, I listen to rock music, and he just gives me the thing. I can tell you. Jeff, we've talked about that a lot. I'm not telling you to go do whatever. I'm just saying this whole weirdness that you're raising your kids in, that that's bad and stay away from that because something's going to jump on you. You're weird and screwing up your kids. It's weird. sorry. When you just know you are perfectly loved by a father, when you were still ungodly, he died for you. How much more now that you're already righteous, you're already real? Will he not just freely give you everything? See, prayer was just the reality. It says, if you have a father, prayer is for you not to move God. <clears throat> prayer is the reality. Um, Jeff Forrest, you and I were talking about this. He, he goes, God just showed, told you a Jeff, right? I remember our conversation. We were eating Mexican food. See, I wasn't a very good pastor. I should have said, Jeff, if we're really going to hear God, let's go pray and fast for a while. The heck with that, man. Let's go have a margarita and go pound some Mexican food. Whatever. I'm just saying. And he talks to us and he goes, Jeff, if you, ahiteo. And what that literally means is it's translated as ask in the New Covenant, but it says, listen, if you require, if you go look at it, if you need anything, just know you already have it in the Father. Zach, what'd you say? Make a demand on it. Lord, I need this and you can rest. Right? That's it. It's not your prayer that did anything. It's really just for you so we can go throw it back on him. Prayer is for us to rest again and go, Lord, why am I even messing around with this problem again? I should be anxious for nothing. I just throw it back to you because I know if I require anything, you freely give it to me. How ah, what a rest. Thank you, Father. That's what prayer is. Does that make sense? Okay. All right, let's go. I didn't even get to slides. Let's go one more slide and we'll be done. (coughs) Two slides. Sorry, Tawana. (coughs) Acts 17, 28. For in him. How many guys are in him? All right. Then this verse applies to you. In him, we live and move and have our being. See, we are human beings. We're still trying to be human servants and workers and, and trying to grunt out a little speck of faith. But Galatians 5 says, listen, if, you're, if you think you have to go produce your faith, you know what? You're going to be an angry, grumpy Christian. The works of the flesh are obvious. You're going to be angry, ticked off, and judge everybody else. Does that kind of describe the church for most of it? To me, it did. That's why I didn't want anything to do with it. Now I'm here. I'm going, what problem did I get myself into? Um, <clears throat> so in him, but it says, you know what? Faithfulness, faith, long-suffering, faithfulness, patience, all these things are fruits of the Spirit. And it says, wait a minute. He's the, he's the vine, I'm the branch. I don't have to even produce that. When I, just, when I know that I already have it and I trust that he's just working through me and I can rest in everything, Lord, here's this challenge. I just throw it back to you. I'm going to be anxious for nothing. I produce fruit. What's my job? To hang out on the vine in suntan. He's trying to give you examples, right? All right, so... In him, we have our being. You're human beings. Just go live your life knowing that you're in union with Jesus Christ for the rest of your life. You're perfectly loved. You're so valuable. He sold everything to buy you back. That's how valuable you are. Right? Verse 30, while God has overlooked the times of human ignorance. (laughs) I love that verse. Hey, listen, you guys thought you could go produce it. He's talking to them. While you were screwing around trying to be legalistic, I overlooked all that. That's what he's saying here. While God overlooked the times of human ignorance, because if you read that verse in the middle, it says, listen, God's not a a golden calf. He's not this thing. He's not in the likeness of a man. So don't worry about any of that kind of stuff because that's what they were trying to do. They were trying to obey the Sabbath to somehow be pleasing to God. And God goes, you missed this whole thing. I gave you a holy day so you do no work so you can see a type and picture that there's gonna be a day that you just have an inheritance. Thank God, right? So, while God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now he commands all of his people everywhere to repent, you sinner. <coughs> How many guys know, what is, what is repent in Greek? Metanoia. Metanoia. What does repent mean? Change your mind. How do you change your mind? The goodness of God leads to? Even though that repentance word is not there. You know what, you know what penance comes from? It's a Catholic word to pay for your own penalty. And then to add to it, not once, redo it. Yet it's not even there. The word says, change your mind, metanoia. The goodness of God is what changes your mind about him, is what it says. You thought I came to judge you, yet when, when, the, when, the, when the Pharisees and the Sadducees go, hey, this is a Bible, okay? Let's, let's say this is, a, it actually is, but let's say, I rarely have a Bible, so I usually have my phone. This is a Bible. How many of you guys were taught, like, get into the Word of God? How many of you was taught that? So then you're, you act like the old covenant guys. You're diligently in there day and night. Get into this more. You don't know, Jack, what's in it, but you're into it, right? How many of you guys know this is not the Word of God? It has stories about the Word of God, but the Word of God is Jesus Christ in the flesh. Because the Pharisees and the Sadducees that knew this thing, that studied it day and night and couldn't find one good speck of life in it, right? They said, the Word of God, let's just take modern Word of Faith teaching, the Word of God says this, God's not going to move until your belief is above our unbelief. But what do you say, Jesus? See, the Scriptures say some things, but the Word of God is the final message about your life. He came in the fullness of the Godhead bodily, so every Scripture has to line up with Jesus Christ. You guys get this? The guys who knew every word, they could recite it right? You ever know people like that? To me, it's called Google today. Where's this in the Bible? I don't know. I get my phone out. They go, that's how you do it? Yeah. I'm in the world and I'm in the world. I use Google, man, right? (laughs) I just have to speak King's English every now and then because I learned it in King James. So I go, God, how's that scripture say again? And I'll type something and it'll come up on Google. It's beautiful. Try it. It's really wonderful. So the word of God says we should stone this woman. But then they turn to the real word of God, Jesus Christ, who was the word of God. In the beginning was the message of God. He was God. And he is God. So they turn to Jesus and they say, hey, the Bible says this. But what do you say, word of God? Your Bible's wrong. I didn't come to condemn that woman. I came to save her. You get it? You can read things in here and put them on other people. And you miss the whole thing about it. The whole thing is about Jesus Christ. This contains stories about the word of God, but in and of itself, you sitting there like an old covenant guy thinking that you reading the Bible for two hours is going to do something to you. It says, if you don't know this is about Jesus Christ, you're going to just be like the guys on the road to Emmaus. Don't you know? He goes, don't you know? Yeah, we know every word in it. I know, because you've been to the Bible school and you criticize everybody else, right? But what does it actually say? In the beginning was the message that God, before the foundation of the world, he loved us so much that he sent Jesus to redeem us back to himself. That's the word of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Does that help you guys? All right. So while we've been stupid for a while, God's overlooked the times of ignorance. Now he commands all people everywhere to change their mind. Change their mind. That's what it is. Repentance has just has this thing. We've even, and I get it, man, because repent now seems like something that you repent, you sinner. You know who that was written to? To the Jew, because they thought if they followed the law, they were saved. They thought, because I'm rich, I'm saved. And he goes, listen, no way. You thought these things were going to save you. Change your mind. I'm the Savior that it all pointed to. All right? So <clears throat> because he has fixed the day in which he will have the world judged. How, what, see, the church is talking about hell constantly, yet he tells us we're supposed to be talking about reconciliation. I mean, I've seen this stupid 10 command. Everybody's sinned and falls short of the glory of God. Yeah, he's talking to the Jew and Gentile there. And it says, now because of that, he he had to do it that way so nobody could boast. And he goes, Jew, you're not saved. Gentile, you're not saved. You gotta be saved by one man, Jesus Christ. Keep reading in Romans, right? So (coughs) he's fixed a day in which the world will be judged in what? What's your judgment? The final message about your life is righteous. That's your judgment. Doesn't the Bible say that the Father judges no one? Have you read that? Somebody Google it real quick. The Father judges no one. I don't know where it's at. I'll show you how I do this. The Father judges no one. Just tell me where that is. Oh, see, God, Alan, you're good. He's got even got Siri, man. He's going. <laughs> Does this help anybody or am I upsetting you? John 5.22. 5, read it real quick. Read the before and after verse real quick. I'm sorry. Anybody, John 5. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom He is pleased with the World, the Father judges no one, but entrusts all judgment to the Son. Okay, that's good. The Father judges no one, but entrusts all judgment to the Son. See, we still think God's mad and He's ticked off and He's going to judge somebody. The Father judges no one. Doesn't it just say that? He's given all judgment to who? His son, because he has fixed this day in which he has judged the world in righteousness by a man whom he appointed. He's just saying the same thing. So the father's not gonna judge you because if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father is what he's saying. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Holy Spirit. And he didn't come to judge anybody, he came to save everybody, right? So when we see our judgment, what's it gonna be? Just read. Did Jesus judge anybody? The only guy he judged were the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Sadducees that said, listen, why are you putting this heavy yoke on people that you yourself cannot follow? That's called a modern-day Christian to me. You stop doing that because that's, God doesn't like that. that isn't, yes, I agree. He doesn't like it, but God doesn't have a problem with the sin. He has the problem of the condition of his kids that they think they're mad at him. That's what he sent his wrath after. I'm going to so love the world, I'm going to judge My kids in righteousness, I'm going to go, your judgment, guys, despite all your screw-ups is righteous, because you're in Him. Hallelujah, man. That's the message that the world needs to hear. Doesn't it say you are ambassadors of Christ with the message of hell? What's the message? No, I love my hell and demons. What am I going to do without those? Preach the gospel for once in your life, and you'll get better results. Amen. His message, his word will bear fruit. It will not return void. I know there's these Christians who hate this, but God, man, I just believe he loves us, man. That's the message to the world. I agree. I don't like seeing people in sin, but the only thing I'm going to get them out of it is the gospel of righteousness. Man, God's not mad at you. He loves you perfectly. He does. I've been so guilty that I've tried to be good enough, and finally I just punted on third and said, the heck with this. Because I can't serve a God who hates me. You're right. You're hearing God closely. You didn't even go through the 10-week course. He's fixed a day in which he will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. Who's the man that's going to judge you righteous that he's appointed? The last man, Jesus Christ. What's Jesus Christ? In one man, you've been disobedient. The last Adam is literally what that says. The last man was Jesus Christ. And that's now the world's righteousness. That's your judgment. You guys get this. <clears throat> were all those Old Testament stories leading up to something that were someday, David talked about it, someday, man, God's not going to impute sin to the world. David talks about it. What was that day? Today. That's what it says. Today, if you hear this, stop hardening your heart. Just go, I'm righteous. I even drank a Coke when I was supposed to be fasting, Lord. I know your judgment is still Righteous. Does this make any sense? Because he's fixed a day in which he will have the world judged, not by the Father. We just read that. The Father will judge no one, he's given all righteousness to the last man. Because if I find one man who's without sin, guess what? I can declare every man without sin. That's what it clearly says. So, whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance, you never know. Can we? You might just how many guys have heard you can lose your salvation? Not what it says. He has given assurance to you? Yeah, because I'm a sinner and I saved the sinner's prayer. What about the mute? We talked about that. Well, he didn't sign language, Mike. No, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> right? <clears throat> By a man whom he's appointed of, he has given assurance to all. What's our assurance? He rose man from the dead. Amen? He's judged sin and death. Don't you get this? He says, he died because of our unrighteousness, but he rose for what? Because you're completely justified. This is just saying it again. Assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Listen, he goes, there's no more sin and death. I died it away. You're all a new man on the eighth day. You're in him. All things have been made new. Now we sing a new song. What's the new song? The last man made us righteous. Hallelujah. Let's enter into the goodness. Let's enter into the inheritance. Does it make sense? Okay, last slide, I promise. Get to your feet. Otherwise, I'll keep going. Sorry. I lied. <coughs> All right. I hope you're getting this. Okay. How many of you guys want to operate in the supernatural a little bit more? Everybody does. Everybody does. Why? Because we're creating this image, and that's just, it should be supernaturally natural is what I'm trying to say. Meaning that this, you don't have to fall down. You don't have to laugh. You don't have any of that. I look at my, my, my stud, Jesus Christ, who I'm in, and I go, I don't see him doing it. It's okay if they do it. God still gives them grace and makes it work even though they're falling down and people are running around with a Kleenex trying to cover their private parts. And what a waste. <sighs> okay. If I am a jo- he is the vine, I'm the branch. I can do nothing. Am I quoting scripture? I can do nothing without him except build my faith. It's a fruit, guys. It's a fruit. In him, we have our life, our being, everything. That's why Paul said, listen, I no longer live, but it's him living in me. I just live in this reality that I'm perfectly righteous, and I'm a joint heir, and I have rivers of living water flowing out of me, and guess what? I don't need to pump up a speck of faith. Boom! There's my mustard seed, Lord. See? What he's trying to show them is, he said, listen, it, it, Faith is a fruit. See, how, does, see the, you, how, how, how I know that I have the title deed is somebody tells me I have the title deed. Isn't that a better way? Faith comes through hearing and hearing the good news of Christos. What's the good news of Christos? By one man, you've been perfect and complete forever. Every promise is now yes and amen. Is that good news to anybody? So, <clears throat> guess what? What I'm trying to show you is, did Jesus have faith Yes, he had perfect faith, didn't he? He had perfect faith. Did he read the Bible day in, day out? Joshua 1, 8, all this. He didn't miss one command? Yes, right? Was he perfectly anointed? See, I used to run around because I believed all this stuff. Go touch that guy. He's anointed. Remember we used to do all that stupid stuff, Sulean Rameko? Oh, go get that anointed guy. Touch him. Oh, did you fall down? Yeah, I cheated. I act like I fell down, but I was really going, this is really stupid. <laughs> You've been there, right? <coughs> My wife's just spunky. You're not pushing me down. <laughs> Remember that? All the, all the Word of God guys. Ooh, this one. She's taking herself too seriously. No, she's just not taking you serious enough, and you get irritated by it. So anyway, you see, you think you're something, and you're nothing. Amen? You can do nothing, even the anointing. Everything is flowing out of you. because Now, what I'm trying to get at. So, When Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, listen, raise the dead, cast out demons. When you lay hands on the sick, they will what? They will be healed. So if you go look at it, the 72 disciples come back and they go, holy smokes, it worked. They were amazed is what it says. So did they have this amazing faith like Abraham? No. They go, Jesus goes, listen, if you go do this, my life is going to be flowing out of you and it's just going to work. There's nothing for you to work up. There's something for you to rest in. Does this make sense to you? So they go out. Really? Okay, let's try this thing, man. Okay. Hey, you're healed in Jesus' name. Demons come out. They come out. You're healed in Jesus. What? Do they come back to Jesus. They go, dude, it worked. See, where they're getting confused is I was taught faith of Abraham. The old covenant are types and shadows of good things to come. So Father Abraham, by one man, an entire nation was saved by one man's faith. Right? And even we look at that, did he have perfect faith? No. Sarah lied. He lied. Right? See, we're trying to get the faith of Abraham. The faith of Abraham is a type and shadow of Jesus Christ, is what it says. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So by one man, the real substance, the title deed, by one man, by the faith of Jesus Christ, now I am saved. And I have everything by the faith of one man. I just inherit it. You get it. And for years, people go, you got to have the faith of Abraham. No, it's a type and shadow is what it says. Be By one man, the the kids down here, it doesn't talk about their faith. It says by the father's, by one man's faith, the entire world is going to be blessed. What is that a picture of? Not your anemic faith that you've been trying to work up for 40 years. It's by the faith of one man, Jesus Christ. Now, what do I need to do? Participate in it. So, dude, you mean, I, get, I have your faith? If I'm a joint heir of Jesus, everything he has, do I have his faith now? Yes. Do you see how simple this is? So when we lay hands on the sick, it's time for me. Am I there? So when I lay hands on the sick, am I worried about my faith? No, I believe I'm just a branch, and his fulfilling, anointing, supernatural faith is flowing out of me. Do you guys get it? So when I, do I have his, do I have his anointing? Do you have his anointing? Then how do you do it? Not you navel-gazing and reading your Bible tonight. You just go out and go, man, I'm a walking epistle. Everything that Jesus has, I have. Hallelujah. What a deal. I didn't feel anything. You don't need to. So they're sort of right. The word of faith is sort of right, but they're still trying to get you to have Abraham and yeah, they're missing the whole thing. That was a type of faith. That was a type of Jesus Christ. By one man, now I have his faith. Because of Abraham's faith was all of Israel saved. He's saying, listen, it's a type. All of your nations, generations are going to be saved. It says even out of, out of you, the entire world is going to be saved. That can only be one guy, but they still worship all the treat you. It's like Abraham. But it says, no, because you were in Abraham's seed, out of your seed, Abraham, the entire world is going to be righteous and saved and holy and anointed. And you're going to be all working, walking around like little Elohims. And then the church has put it back on you. No, read your Bible more, pray more, fast more, stop sinning, and then I'll be anointed. Shh. Nothing could be further from the truth. Does that make sense? The more you understand, I'm not telling you to go live a ruckus lifestyle. People totally confuse this. I'm just showing you, I lived a pretty ruckus lifestyle, and I kicked butt. And I'm watching all the Christian kids trying to be good. And you know what? The minute they got into college, they were so resentful of their parents, the religious teaching. They went. And they go, why are we losing our kids? Because of religion. Instead of the good news of Jesus Christ. If you share Jesus Christ, it's the coolest thing in the world. Those guys will be the most supernatural you've ever seen. They just get it. Really? You'd save a wretch like me and I can go kick butt? Man, this is going to be fun. It's kind of fun to produce more fruit than religious guy, actually. I enjoy it. So then you kind of, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Why do all this? I don't and it still works. Hallelujah, that's the gospel. Does that make sense? I'm not, see, do you understand what I'm trying to say? See, a lot of people miss this. That's why they accuse Paul of, so what are you saying? That you can just go run around and sin? No! No! The most churched per capita in the country is Dallas, Texas. You know what the highest abortion rate, the highest teen pregnancy, the highest ab- drug and alcohol abuse per capita is of major cities in the United States? Dallas, Texas. Yeah, but I was in the fire. You didn't acquire Jack because nobody taught you the gospel. The fire will naturally come out of you when you know you're in union with Jesus Christ and he loves you perfectly. I'm not trying to criticize any of that. I just ran around with all those things and I go... Nobody knows the gospel in this place. Man, you guys get this. So supernatural is just natural to us. We're fully God and we're fully man. We're, he's the, he's our, he's, Jesus is fully man and fully God. Yeah, but I'm a joint heir of him. So what does that make me? I'm abiding in him and he's in me. This is mystery to have become one. So what am I now? Heaven and earth have, have, have met again, the very first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, heaven and earth was created. And then the middle, who's going to accomplish that is the elefthoph, Jesus Christ. Because of the ox on the cross, heaven and earth are going to come down again in the body of a man. Now, guess what? He's, he's regenerated every one of us. Heaven and earth are now back together again. You know where they are? Right here. In the temple made without hands. You are supernaturally natural, guys. You can expect supernatural results in your business. You can expect supernatural healing, not because you chased some guy, not because you got into the Word more, because a lot of people get into the Word more they don't see Jesus Christ. I love it when you read your Bible. Don't get me wrong, but if you're reading it through an old covenant lens to see what's wrong, why is this happening to me, guys? I promise you it's going to end in fertility. You're going to search and search and search and trying to find life and you can't find it and you just know that you can just rest in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That's who I am. I'm fully God and I'm fully man. I'm the anointed man. I'm back in the Father's house. I'm created in His image again. All things have been made new. You guys get this? So you can, find, you can lay hands on the sick right now. You, you, didn't, you know what? You didn't pray or fast anything. You can belch out a pizza and still do it. <clears throat> you have to be. Do you guys get this? Is this offending? <laughs> I know the religious people just it spun through the roof right now. The gospel is so good. That's why it's... it's, it's too good to be true. Take the veil away from your stinking eyes, guys. It says as soon as you take the veil away and you turn to Jesus again and go, man, that's me. That's my true identity. It's always been my identity. I just was messed up and he, he had to show how perfect his love was, that he died away sin and death, and now I have a there's no veil anymore. I'm just here with my family again. I'm supernaturally natural. When I lay hands on the sick, stuff works, Lord. I just know when I walk out, whether I hear you, don't hear you, it's irrelevant because you make all things work together for my good. That's the gospel. Because I can't hear you very well half, half the time, right? And so is he going to judge me because I didn't hear him well? No. Well, how do we enter into the kingdom? By hearing him well? How does it say that you have to enter the kingdom? Like a little kid. Hey, how many you guys, you guys got little kids. How many guys, you guys, remember if you have kids or grandkids, when there's crying or, you guys know when it's a real one, right? Six boys, we kind of do this. They're out on the trampoline. Nah, it's not a serious one. You you know when it's a serious one, don't you? What do we do when we hear his voice? No 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 no! Get your unbelief up. <laughs> Faith is the currency. Come on. I've done everything I'm going to do. I got to put a house over your head, do all this stuff. You think I'm going to help you? <laughs> In fact, let me find some other kid to go beat up because I'm so wrathful. That's how we've treat, treated the father. That's the gospel you've been preached. Is that a screwed up gospel or is that a screwed up gospel? When I hear my kid's voice, what do I do? I run, man. and do everything I can to rescue my kid. That is who our daddy is. If you require anything before you've even asked, just know it's already provided. It's not your faith. It's, not your, it's nothing that made it happen. It's his faithfulness that made it all happen to redeem us back into him. You own everything he owns. If you need anything, just go, Lord, I need help. I give you all this back. I'm not worried about my stinking little faith. I have trust in your faithfulness because by the faith of God, I'm back in the Father. Does that help? You can expect greatness. You can expect supernatural things. What if it doesn't work bad? Don't start navel-gazing again and see what's wrong with you. Put your eyes back on him and come back to yourself. That's who I am. Man, I deserve to be kicking butt in life. That's who I am. Does that make sense? So, hey, can all of you lay hands on the sick and they recover? Yes, yes. Go through the course. No, that'll screw you up. You'll start yelling loudly and scare everybody at the hospital. <laughs> just touch him. Go, man. You're forgiven. He loves you so much. You just rest. You stop trying to have enough faith, and just trust the faithfulness of him. Isn't that what it says? Two Timothy 3:3. 3, 3, 3, if we are faithless, then God's not going to do jack. How many guys were taught that though? Right. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot contradict himself. Some of the other things says, I am a faith God. I am a love God. Even if you don't have anything, I cannot contradict myself. If I hear your voice, I run and save you and rescue you and heal you and provide for you, do everything you need. You rest in my work. Does that help you guys? So we're supernaturally natural, guys. Stop trying and just fall into him. That's really all it is. Stop trying to produce a speck. It's a fruit. We're trying to produce that mustard seed. Dude, you can't produce a seed. What he's trying to show them, you can't produce anything. You have to receive it from me. So you just live your life in full unity that I'm one with Jesus Christ and everything he has is I have, and you'll get supernatural results. Stop worrying about your faith. Because even though we don't have it, he cannot deny himself. Who's himself? Him and me. It's not just him. I'm a joint heir of him now. I'm in him. He cannot deny me is what this says. Hallelujah. Isn't that good news? All right, let's pray. I went way too long. I know. I went like 20, 30 minutes too long. But was it good? <laughs> he says, I have eight left. No, you're screwing me up. Hey, does this make any sense to you? You have his faith. Stop trying to produce yours. When I pray for the sick, you know what? I remind myself that I can do nothing. It's his faith from this flowing rivers of water flowing out of me, living water flowing out of me. All oh, my job is just to go, let me tell you how good Jesus is. Of course he's going to heal you because he cannot deny himself. Does that help? Is he going to provide for you? Of course he is. Of course he is. Because he cannot deny himself. Now, I've shown you he's given us some things, some supernatural things on the earth that are earthly. But we're trying to deny all that. And he's going, listen, okay, you can be a farmer and just out there hoeing yet, But I'd encourage you to get that 32-row John Deere dooley. And go throw some seed in there, baby, because it works better than you out there like Adam. <laughs> Does that make sense? He's trying to show you. Is the internet a blessing? Yes. yes. Does God give you earthly things to enjoy? Yes. yes, Jesus, that's why the Gnostics couldn't believe it. No, they're like, because the, the, the church has done this. Hey, anything that's earthly and 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 pleasurable, don't touch that. That's why your kids are a mess. They are. Because I've been taught by parents like that, and I go, I just teach my kids how much God loves them. I go, even if you screw up, bro, I will always love you. I will never take away a blessing because of your behavior. I'll correct you, but I'm not going to take away your blessing because of your behavior. Does that make sense? I think that's a good parent because the goodness of his father is going to lead him to change, to change his mind. And go, man, that was kind of crazy over here, and I didn't really find life in it. It was kind of fun but I didn't find life in it. I'm going to come back to my father's house because even the servants live better there. Does that make sense? He's trying to give us earthly things that just, where you just go, oh, why are we making this so hard? So, what do you need? If you re, if you, even before you re, require anything, ahiteo is what that means. If you require anything, know you already have it. And just throw yourself back into his faithfulness. That's what I'm trying to show you when we pray for the sick, we throw ourselves back into his faithfulness. If I'm trying to build a company or expect a blessing in my life, I walk out every day just knowing that I don't deserve anything, but I deserve everything because of one man's obedience. And I'm going to receive it, man. I'm going to expect good today. I'm going to expect the very best. What if it went south today? That means I get double tomorrow. That's how you live life. I'm just telling you. And then the, the, the religious guy just can't figure it out because he's the old grumpy dude outside the house while the, the father and the prodigal son are partying. It's like, dude, everything you've had is yours. Why don't you come in the house? No way, because I'm not of the world, not of the world. I'm not going to touch that dirty thing. And yet the father and the son are in there partying, having a blast, going, yes, hey, you don't have to wait till 120 for glory. You can have heaven and earth right now. You can enjoy my kingdom right now. How do you enter in? As a kid, meaning I have to inherit everything, even his faith. Do you guys get it? So stop trying to have enough. You can't even produce a mustard seed. You produce every, every scientist in the world. and Go produce it. it. Says you cannot. It's a fruit of the spirit. Does that help? All right, Father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Man, my job is not to irritate the religious guy, but just show him that the veil's been completely removed. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so joyful. It's so awesome. It says grace and peace is multiplied through the intimate knowledge of Jesus and the Father. Knowing what he's already done, that I'm a joint heir, I'm in full union with the faithful one. The one that labored day and night, that prayed day and night. He stood in the gap for me. He redeemed me. He He saved everything to bring me back into the Father's house with the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's where I belong. That's my true identity as a son. Not trying to work up enough anything to receive it, but simply sit down and go, Lord, thank you that I've already received the title deed. That is faith. So, Father, we thank you for supernatural results in their lives. Father, we thank you for supernatural fruit in their lives. We thank you for supernatural rest in their lives, where they stop trying to do the stuff and just finally agree homologia with God and go, Lord, I have it all. Thank you, Father. I'm going to stay and abide in that truth. Amen? No more consciousness of sin. Hallelujah. Because the last man was sinless, that means I'm sinless. I'm dead to that stupid thing. I don't need to die to myself every day. I died 2,000 years ago. And now I'm I'm risen in him. That's my assurance that he's taken away sin and death. And all I have is the new covenant blessing. Thank you, Father, that I'm a son. Full rights. Father, we thank you for supernatural health in every part of their body right now. In Jesus' magnificent name. They don't have to yell Jesus. It's just a reality that it's already done. It's already true. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you that just let them have a realization. You love them perfectly. Oh Lord, even if they're looking at dirty sights, if they're doing things, they still feel guilty. Your, your grace is what's going to get them out of that. Stop beating themselves up about all that nonsense. Father, we thank you that their business just supernaturally increase because they finally realize that the anointing, the anointed one just flows out of them. They have the mind of Christ. They don't need to produce it. It's just simple the reality that Lord, I'm going to walk into this thing and and even if I don't know the answer, you're going to make these guys think I have the answer because I'm anointed. Hallelujah, that's how good you are. Isn't that a simple gospel? Doesn't he do things supernaturally to people? I mean, I've been in things and they're like, what did you say? <laughs> I don't remember. But I walked out of the meeting and go, that, that, was, that was incredible. I come out of that meeting and go, it was? Amazing. Must be all that clean living. <laughs> That's what Christians think. I know, because I carry the anointed one. Amen? You guys get what I'm trying to say. Ha, just be anointed. You are human beings. Be anointed. You don't have to get anointed. Be anointed. You don't need to pray for the infilling. You have the infilling. In fact, you should just be walking around. Going, just blowing up everything. Not that they have to fall down. Just love people, encourage people. Tell them how good Jesus is. That is the good news that leads to repentance. Amen? Does that help? Have the greatest week, the most supernatural week. How do we do it? Not by religious exercises, but just knowing you already have it all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. You're released in Jesus' name.